Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. Today's episode is a little bit different. Today, we got five of us here, five coaches in the Christian fitness industry. I'm introducing Hunter. Hunter, it is Sprague, Mitchell Graves, Mitch Muller, and Andy Laguna. So everyone, welcome. I'm actually going to hand it over to Mitch Muller to kind of explain what this episode is going to be all about because you know what? This was his idea. So credits to him. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, it's it's crazy because you know you and I had a conversation. It was what a few weeks back, yep. and it was just an initial idea um, where I started to see more Christian fitness coaches just pop up in the space. Um, and we'll talk about all that here soon. But um, I, I got the idea initially from watching the uh, the Demon Slayers podcast. If any of you guys know them, Isaiah Saldivar, Vlad Savchuk, like they have a Zoom every once in a while, maybe once a month or it's maybe every couple months now, uh, where they just all get together. They're all pastors and they talk about a specific subject. And I was like, man, it's done so well for them. I'm like, what if we did something like that for you know the fitness space where all of us are in, but we all have different strengths. We all tackle things from different areas. And I just found so much value from what they did as an example. I'm like, man, we got to do something like this just because there's there's so many of us now. And I was like, I got some buddies on social media that would be great for this. So it's like, yeah, we had that conversation. Um, so I'm super excited to, to just start this conversation. Like I said to you guys earlier, I have no idea where this will go or how we can go about it'll evolve and stuff, but we could just leave that up to the Lord, right? Like let him True. do his thing. And, uh, but to have these conversations, I think is extremely important, especially around this space, because no one's talking about the stuff that goes on in this space, the stuff that all of us see on a regular basis and, and how I think most importantly, fitness and faith are inter intermingled, just like faith can be, you know, it's a part of us. It's a part of who we are. Um, fitness is just what we do, right? It's not who we mm -hmm. are, but it's part of what we do. So I think having this conversation will be extremely important. So to start things off, because uh, I know there's a lot of us, we all want to say certain things too, but let's, um, I want to go through and introduce everybody. So give like, you know, a minute or two on like who you are, what you do, like, and what's, you know, kind of specific to your, you know, your coaching background, whatever you want to say that that's in regards to the audience that we're speaking to right now. Um, so I'll just go ahead and start while I'm talking. Uh, I've been in the fitness space for uh, probably 15 years now. I was started coaching when I was 19 and, uh, and it's, I've done the in-person stuff and then I switched into the online world, but I've been in the, the faith and fitness space for, I want to say, um, the last decade at least where I, do, I, I just so happen to be a fitness coach, but I share my faith along with it. It wasn't integrated, but now it is. Um, over the last year, I started Kingdom Fit Academy, which is a 16-week program that helps uh, men grow physically and spiritually at the same time. So we're tackling everything week to week on a, in a spiritual basis of like identity, you know, understanding your purpose, your mission, skills, strengths, um, you know, all that stuff. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's what I do now. So now it's specific towards men, helping them grow in these areas. So that's what I do. Nice. All right. I'll go next just because uh, I'm the last person that talked and then I'll hand it off to someone from there. Uh, but my name's Ely, as some of you hopefully will know. And I've been in the industry for a couple of years now. I started off as like working in private gyms. I went to Orange Theory, worked at Orange Theory for a couple of years um, and wasn't it was it was fun. I got burnt out though. It was a lot of work waking up early. Uh, and it also, it didn't feel 
that fulfilling to me. Um, and I had the idea. I'm like, oh, okay. Someone asked me, like, who would you want to work with for the rest of your life? I'm like, well, I don't know. Faith is pretty cool. Like, I, I'd love to work with Christians. And so I kind of started this thing. And you know what? I thought I was the only one doing this. So the fact that there are five of us here right now, this is crazy to me. But I thought I was the only one doing this because I couldn't find any other Christian fitness coaches. Um, and actually, I got a lot of I got a lot of backlash from it for the first little bit. But here I am, um, fully online at this point, and the Lord has blessed me with with this business as a ministry as well. And I've been super thankful and uh, getting to connect with awesome humans like you too. So. Uh, I'll, I'll pass it on to Hunter. Why not? Yeah, so I'm Hunter Sprague. Um, I live outside of Austin, Texas. Uh, married, have three little kids. Um, coming up on a decade of marriage, which is awesome, 10 years. Um, but yeah, I've been in ministry for pretty much my entire adult life. So full-time ministry, a couple different organizations, you know, churches, doing a lot of artistic things, really involved in worship. And so Man, I think the genesis of what I do, um, you know, my, my thing is called monolith movement. Um, and the genesis of that was really, I mean, just looking around, you know, kind of looking around at like the people I was rubbing shoulders with, the people in our churches um, and just seeing, I mean, especially just just the chaos after COVID, you know, just on people mentally, physically in every way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so fitness has been a big part of my life for the last 10 years, you know. Over time, I kind of was like, man, I, I think I'd like to help people kind of get into this. But um, really, from a business perspective, I've only I'm green. I've only been in this for about a year and a couple of months. And so it's been pretty crazy to see what the Lord has done in the last year. But um, but yeah, I mean, just like you guys, it's you know, it, it became very clear very quickly that, man, it, it's fitness is not the end. It's just a tool, um, but it's it's a great tool. It's a beautiful gift. And so man, to me, it's just kind of building this kind of habit stack for these guys that we can kind of hit every everything that's maybe broken or could be better. And the whole purpose is, you know, just kind of, it's called monolith because I want to build these mon- like these kind of monuments of men, you know, that mm-hmm. can stand up to adversity that are, are sure and, and steadfast, know who they are, know what they're doing, know what they're called to, and just put a great community around them to where, man, it's just like we're heading in a certain way and we're going to have fun while we do it and cheer each other on. So that's kind of, yeah, the the scope of what I do. Yep. Nice. All right, Mitchell, why don't you go ahead next? Yeah, sure. Um, and so I was listening to you guys and we have so many similarities, man. You know, I too worked at Orange Theory for, man, almost on and off about eight years. Uh, uh-huh. And I too for a long time thought I was the only one in this space. <laughs> <laughs> Until I met Mitch online, I was like, this is another person like me, and his name is Mitchell, too. <laughs> and uh, funny. so it was it was really cool. But, yeah, you know, I started back in health and fitness kind of by accident, man, 2008. Uh, I was just working out in the gym. People started asking me, hey, how do you do this and how do you do that? Can I work out with you? Can I work out with you? I was like, well, I should probably learn some about this. <laughs> but I was raised around health and fitness all my life. You know, my mom's a, an Olympic athlete. And I did track, martial arts, all kinds of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but 2008 till about 2017, I was just kind of doing the online thing for the most part. I did some, I did in person and long, and online for a long time. And then God sat me down 2017. It was like Mitchell, you've been doing this thing the whole wrong. You've been going about this the whole wrong, the wrong way. Uh, so that's when He really just gave me this whole kingdom message. And um, 
And in 2020, my wife and I kind of by accident after COVID, again, we started, <clears throat> we launched the Kingdom Health Academy. And it's a holistic health coaching approach uh, using faith-based principles. So we teach uh, spirit, soul, body. Um, and we, do, we look at all the natural principles and the spiritual principles and how that goes into a person's health. And we talk about health from a holistic perspective. So um, uh, we deal with men, and but mostly women. Over that time span, it's been about three years for that. Um, and men have just seen tremendous transformations inside and out. Um, I mean, tremendous transformations. For a little while, I did my own kind of thing with, with men. Uh, but we're, we're mainly focusing on uh, the Kingdom Health Academy right now. Nice. That's nice. Awesome. That's awesome. Andy, you're up. Sir, what's up, guys? My name is Andy. I've been in the fitness space for coming up on 12 years now. I started personal training in person as well. Went online probably about eight years ago um, and then started this my my current business, Fearless Fitness, just about three years ago. But I didn't incorporate the kingdom aspect till this year. So it's, it's mm -hmm. still pretty new. And it's something that I felt the Lord was calling me to do. And at first it was a, it was a battle for me because I went like none of my audience was I, majority of my audience was not Christian. Um, and so I, like I was promoting this like kingdom based fitness approach and wasn't resonating with anybody <laughs> and I was discouraged. So you know, I just, I just stuck with it. You know, I, I knew the Lord it was something that the Lord wanted me to do. So I stuck with it. And now I'm like, and this, this podcast is confirmation for me also, because I thought it was just me and Mitch too. Cause I, the first person that I found that was a, a faith-based um, coach was Mitch. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. I didn't know anybody else was doing this. Right. So the fact that, you know, we're all here and then we're sort of on the same mission, that's another confirmation for me that you know this is where i'm where i'm supposed to be and uh, so my my main approach is um i help kingdom men who want to focus on weight loss so that's one of the biggest things that i see today in men is a lot of men are, are overweight so that's that's where my expertise comes in so i focus on a lifestyle approach rather than like a a fad diet or like a crazy amount of workouts crazy amount of cardio I focus on helping them improve their their habits and their lifestyle. Um and yeah, so that's that's the pretty much the gist of my my program and my approach. Um I've been just just I just started implementing the kingdom aspect to where now mm -hmm. I start I can actually talk to my clients about like faith and help them in their walk and it it, it helps me too, so it's awesome. Um mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, and it's 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 been such a blessing and like the fact that you know, I've been doing it for a while now. It's starting I'm starting to see the fruits of it. And it's 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 just awesome the way the the Lord works and he's been able to open up doors and bring relationships that would only come through doing it his way. And it's been it's been a blessing. That's all. That's that's the best way I can put it. Oh man, Amen. that's so cool. 
Amen. Yeah. So, so, so cool. I, I love hearing all of our stories because there's, like Mitchell said, there's so many similarities between all of yeah. us. Yeah. And I think it's just really funny that we all kind of like, oh, am I the only one that that's in this? <laughs> I, I thought this for so many years. And so I'm like, I just get amped up and excited when I see more pages and I'll come across content. It's usually from like a podcast, you know, because people are sharing each other's stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. Um, and you guys probably feel this too, that the Lord is is raising up his army right now. Like I, just within the last year, I mean, that's another question I want to go to, go through uh, today when we talk about this, but you could just feel it. There's something in the air. Uh, the Lord is stirring up something. And I believe he's wanting to infiltrate these industries that most people have. They don't really think about like I kind of see I'm, I'm actually getting ahead of myself because I'm going to go through these questions because uh, there's, there's so much stuff I want to talk about. But the, the first one. Uh, first things first, why do you believe that fitness and health is necessary as a believer? I think we should establish kind of like, you know, this foundation and I'll just go ahead and start with it as something that I believe, you know, firmly in my training or, or just what I teach is, you know, the three parts of us. I think it was Mitchell that, that mentioned this, the, um, body, soul, and spirit, you know, the soul yeah. being the mind, will, and emotions and, just a simple aspect that is the three parts of us, which means all three parts of the, of us need to be renewed. Our spirit is renewed at salvation, right? So we, it's like we ha we have that piece. Um, but people think about oh, we're the renewing of the mind through the word of God. Yeah, yes, we really want that piece as well. The mind, will, and emotions to come in alignment with everything that Jesus is and has spoke about in the Bible, all that. Um, but people often forget about the third piece of us, which is our flesh suit and our body. Um, so I, I think that's the biggest thing. I'm like, I cannot separate these other things. Like all of it has to work together. And yeah. I, I had a personal conviction um, over the last two years or so that, you know, I can help any of these guys that come to me, like look amazing in the mirror. That's like, that's the easy part. Like get their nutrition right, get their training right, all these things. Like, that's awesome. But if they're not going home every day as a better man, a better mm -hmm. father, a better husband, what am I doing? Like the, there's there's kingdom rewards that are waiting in heaven for like for for kingdom things, not worldly things. So but it is it's this balance, right? We have to have this balance of like, OK, we're in this flesh suit for a limited amount of time, which means we need to take care of it, because if if the Lord has 90 years for me, whatever. And I and my body can only take getting to 75 or 80. I yeah, just yeah. left years on the table that he had for me. And now he has to raise someone else up to do what he called me to do. Right. So I was like, mm -hmm. that's that, it was so simple in my mind. The Lord just propped just propped it in there. And I was like, OK, that's uh, I'll just do that. So that's the, the simple way for me to put it of, of why it's necessary for every believer. It's the three parts of us. So we can't forget about the body part and the health. Yeah. Yeah, similar to Mitch, I, I kind of look at it from a, from a missional perspective, and I look at it from a kingdom perspective, right? You know, um, you know, <clears throat> it's we all have we all God sent us here with different assignments. Kind of what, what Mitch alluded to one time uh, there. I remember I was driving down the road one time to San Diego, and I just kind of had this open vision while I was driving. Thank God I could still see the road, <laughs> but I could also see into the spirit as well. And I begin to see hospitals and businesses and books and projects and stuff that weren't finished, that were just sitting there 
like in heaven, just weren't finished. And I'm like, and I, can, and I got this visceral sense that these are things that should have come to pass 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 50 years ago. And they're just sitting there because the person either quit on their assignment or they died too early. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I understand, like Mitch talked about from a 90-year 90, 90 perspective, God's given us, like, the, our body is governed by natural laws. And if we disobey those natural laws, it will break down. And God, that's not God's responsibility. That's our responsibility. Now, he's given us the grace. He's given us the blessings. He's given us miracle working power. He's given us, he's built into our bodies the ability to heal itself. But it's still our responsibility to take care of those things. You know, and he gives us natural wisdom on how to do that. So, uh, so I look at it from this perspective of looking at it like, okay, I have a mission and and an assignment here. And so does everybody else that I coach. They have missions and assignments here on earth. And what makes you a legitimate person on earth is you have a body suit. That's why Jesus had to come in a flesh suit. He wasn't just a spirit floating around. And 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 uh, and, and I and I tell them all the time. I say, look, you know, this is the only vehicle you have to accomplish the mission that call that God has given you to to accomplish on this earth. Now, I want you to be in the best best position possible to say at the end of your at the end of your time. Well done, thy good and faithful servant, because I multiplied and did everything mm-hmm. that you called me to do, that you called me to do here on earth. Right. I, I, I did. I did it all. I emptied the cup. I poured it out. Right. And and and, and um, so teaching people the, the the integration of their faith and their fitness of how to have the, the faith that they need and the grace literally from the Holy Spirit to overcome those obstacles, to heal their soul, because there's so much soul trauma. There's so much soul hurt that people have, and they don't understand how that then affects their body and vice versa. So helping them walk through that and really tap into the grace of the Holy Spirit to live the life of holiness, which is a life of which is a life that is set apart, holy and pleasing to God, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, teaching them to walk into the, walk in that grace of the Holy Spirit. It, it's a game changer for people because I tell people like this, your health is a gift, not a grind. Mm. It's a gift from Come God. On. It's not something you have to grind to get. And so changing that mindset around from a gift to a grind, now people are empowered to live a healthy life, spirit, soul, and body that God has called them to live. So that's why it's so important that we that that we that, that, that the two are married. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think, man, I agree 100% across the board. I mean, I think to me, I always like kind of step back and I'm just like, this is just simple wisdom. You know, we are called to be wise people and, you know, and I think there's still a lot of, uh, you know, the pushback that I get that you guys probably get is like, oh, where did, where did Jesus talk about this? Where did the disciples talk about this? But reality of, you know, context matters, you know? Yeah. And so the reality is, is like, what is that context? What were people doing? It was, you're walking everywhere, you're eating whole foods, you're in the sun, you're not looking at screens all day. You know, you don't have all of these kind of modern things that are just pressing you down 24 seven. And so for me, when I look around at our context right now, I mean, what do we have? We have an obesity crisis, a mental health crisis, a low testosterone crisis. We have all of these things. And it's just the fact of those things are not passing over the church. They're still there. I mean, those things are pressing down on the people that we worship with, the people that are leading us, the people that are teaching us and pouring into us. 
And so for me, you know, like you start talking about testosterone and cortisol and dopamine and endorphins, all this stuff. And people just think, oh, it's just secular science. You know, it's like, no, mm -hmm. the Lord created all of those things. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Come on. That is creation. And so we can step into that reality and look at those things as things to be controlled and manipulated. Um, or we can just kind of, you know, take it, take all of it, you know, um, and whatever happens, happens. And so I think, man, there's so much of this that, you know, you go back to pre-fall mandate, you know, like the creation mm -hmm. mandate. It's like, dude, subdue, take dominion, you know, and you start looking through scripture. It's like, man, be more than a conqueror. And it's all these things. And, you know, obviously those things have multiple implications, right? But I mm -hmm. think what I see, you know, I work with a lot of church staff, a lot of head pastors, you know, that kind of stuff. And what you see in that environment is a lot of guys that are just like, oh, well, I just, I have such a heart for ministry. Like, and that, that's like the thing they, they hang their hat on that that's going to get me across the finish line, you mm -hmm. know, but then I've seen the opposite where it's just, I've seen a guy that's, you know, mid forties that goes into uh, a doctor's visit. It's like, Hey, you're, you're a month away from a massive heart attack and dying mm -hmm. because you've had so much stress of ministry placed on you that you haven't done anything with. Yeah. You haven't, you know, kept this, this sense of discipline and health. And so for me, all of this is, is just, it's, it's everything, you know, it's not, um, it's not a matter of salvation, right? This isn't, you know, again, I mean, I, we would all agree with that. Like this isn't right. what saves us. This is not anything like that, but it's a matter of stewardship of our bodies, of our talents, making sure that, man, the thing that we're called to do and we're aiming at can actually get done, you know? Yeah. And the thing is in our churches, that you will either be taken care of by somebody else or be taking care of other people. Right. And, and so, you know, I bet a lot of people have, have looked at all of us and been like, Oh, this is, you know, whatever the word is ableism or, you know, like, you know, this is very prideful. It's like, man, the reality is there has to be people in our churches that can pick somebody up literally, you know, like that's yep. something that I've mm -hmm. literally done with a friend of mine that has crippling CP, you know, People have to take care of others, you know, and so it kind of is this this impetus to, you know, what I would say is like, man, I want to be a burden taker, not a burden giver. I want to be an yeah. asset, not a liability. Yep. I want to be somebody yeah. that, man, I can just and and for whatever time the Lord gives me that ability and that grace, I want to be somebody that is actually, you know, able to mm -hmm. do the work of the ministry to take care of my wife, to take care of my children you know, and it's all these things. So it's just, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that a lot of people over spiritualize a lot of this. Um, yeah. or, you know, there's this, this other, I mean, I, I talk about this all the time, but like Gnosticism is alive and well, still there's this massive heresy that people just, just grab onto, you know, and they don't even realize it, you know? Um, but the, the fact is like, man, the Lord cares about every single part of us. Part of he you does. Yeah. And if, yep. and if that's reality, then we have to take these things seriously. Yeah. Amen. Amen. To, piggy, Amen. to piggyback off that, um, you know, we're, we're literally made in his image and it's our responsibility to steward that. Um, and just to, for me, at least I come from a bodybuilding um, background and it's, it's crazy to think because I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with like the whole bodybuilding diet. It's like just bland food, chicken, rice, veggies, like Bruh, all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So over a decade. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and it's, it's crazy to think because like as healthy as that is, like 
that's actually a form of fasting because you're you have to cut out all the all the food that we're used to eating you know back in the day in the bible times they didn't have mcdonald's they didn't have all the junk food we have now and it's normal it's normalized today so to think that we have to fast from that is so so crazy to me and i tell people that all the time like this this is it's a it's a form of fasting because we have to deny our flesh of the things that it wants and typically it's those things that we're used to like junk food fast food mm -hmm. soda all that stuff and it's 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 just crazy to me because for me at least when i when i go through those periods of time when i'm getting ready for a competition i get i get a lot closer to the lord because i'm relying on him for for my strength and just to think that like I, i'm thanking him for for the food but i hate it at the same time like it's just a it's just it's so it's so crazy <laughs> Because like, you know, this is, it's healthy, it's healthy food. It's what we should be eating on a regular basis. So it's just funny to me that, you know, it's, it's kind of, kind of flipped nowadays, but yeah, no, but, um, also like Paul also alludes to it in first uh, Timothy. This is actually one of my favorite scriptures that I, I bring up to my clients all the time. First Timothy four, eight for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So the the first part where he says physical training is of some value, he's implying that there is value in in physical training. There is importance that we have to put on our physical body, you know. Mm -hmm. And like I think Mitchell said, you know, we're, we're we came into this this world in flesh, and so did Jesus for a reason. You know, we mm -hmm. have to be able to steward that, and and I think that you know that also is. Um, an example for those behind us, like our children and people who look up to us. And that's like, it's, I think that's probably one of the most important factors for us men, at least is leading the way. And that's one of the ways that we can do it is disciplining our bodies, disciplining our minds to be able to not only, you know, reach our goals, but to just set the example. And I think that's one of the, the main, that's also one of the main things that I, that I teach in my, my program as well is yeah that that discipline because that's yeah. super important mm -hmm. and that discipline can not only carry in the fitness and nutrition but you know we can carry that discipline into reading our bibles praying every day and it's just, it's important for everything mm -hmm. that actually reminded me of another bible verse um where i think it's first corinthians where paul's talking about uh, running the race with endurance and then he says or, or beating boxing the air you're not boxing the air and then he says this verse that i always i love repeating to myself he says i make my body my slave lest mm. after preaching to others i myself become disqualified and so there's this Mom. idea of control if your body is in control of you if 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 your emotions and your will and all these things are not in your control you're a slave to them and yeah. as Christians, Amen. we're called to, to freedom. We're not called to be slaves, whether it's to sin or whether it's to our body or to food or to whatever these things are. And so Amen. in a Preach. way, we're actually practicing that discipline that you're talking about is taking control and it's taking it through God's strength, not through our own. Mm -hmm. Man, so Man. there is that need for, mm. yeah. for physical exercise, practicing discipline. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I tell people, you know, what kicked this off for me, guys, is super, super practical. Super practical. I don't know if you guys ever thought about this before. My wife went to when she when we were dating slashing. You know, we were we were dating. She went to Israel the first time for a missions trip for her church. And 
she was like, yeah, Mitchell, we had to walk the Via Della Rosa and we had to walk the last 24 hours of Jesus. And she's like, that was tiring. <laughs> she's like, because like, when the Bible, when it says he went from Pilate's house to Herod's house, you think it's like next door. No, that's miles away. And wow. it's up and down these hills in Jerusalem. And you, and she's like, when you realize that he had to do this while being bound and beaten and people were spitting on him and stuff like that, he was being, and then to go back and forth a couple of times. And then he had to carry this couple hundred pound cross and do all of that after being flogged. And she's telling me this whole story and it just hit me out of nowhere. I was like, man, Jesus had to be in shape. Yep. I like, if Jesus had heart <laughs> issues. If Jesus was overweight, if Jesus had diabetes, we wouldn't have a savior, yo. <laughs> we wouldn't have a savior. Yep. Like he wouldn't have made it. And mm. the fact that he did all of that and, I, and it just hit me. I was like, and, and this is the phrase that hit me. You got to be in shape to complete your assignment. Mm-hmm. If yep. he wasn't in good shape, he would have been done. He would have died mm-hmm. too soon. And uh, he wouldn't have made it to the cross. Um, so I look at it. I, when I explain that to people very practically, they, they get it. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, that's <laughs> makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Man, I, I- there's so many things that you guys said that like I could reflect back on what what I do and the stuff that, that I teach, or maybe it's the things that the Lord has highlighted to me, and it's all the same stuff. And I think all of us probably feel that, right? It's like there's yeah, there's yeah. bits and pieces of everything all the way around, which is really, really cool. I'm I'm, I'm already excited having this conversation because just opening it up, <laughs> right? Um, there's a couple other questions I wanted to go through, but I wanted to jump down uh, some from the list that I had. Uh, and we can make this a little bit more specific now. So in what specific ways do you invite Jesus into your fitness lifestyle? Like you personally, like what does that look like in your own life and in your own training? Because I think a lot of what we do stems from what we do, like us personally. So mm-hmm. as we live this thing out and we walk this thing out as examples, as leaders, as men, it it transfers into what we teach and all of that. So I wanted to get, you know, your guys' take on this, of the certain things that you do. And uh, part of part of me, I, I feel like this whole fitness lifestyle and being in the bodybuilding world, like, you know, like Andy and some of you guys too, that uh, humility is such a big piece of it because pride will want to come in so easily. You know, you can, you can get into the gym, you can start feeling good. You can like the way you look, especially when you're dieting down or whatever. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's working. I'm putting in all this work. It's a very self-centered sport as we know. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a daily surrender of, of any pride that wants to come into my heart. And I kind of see that as if I'm physically kneeling every day before the King, then I can't, then pride just won't be able to sit in me at all. So it's like, if I'm able to do that and, or just, you know, spend time with the Lord in the morning, um, you know, it could be, it could be praying before, uh, before the gym in the gym. And we could talk about a lot of those things too, but, uh, that, you know, it's like, I'm operating in his strength and not my own strength. I have to remind myself of that. Um, and there's, you know, there's nothing better than like a leg day or something like that, where you're, you're pushed to your physical limits and you're like, Lord, I'm going to need you to spot me on this last one or something because it's not, it's not me. I did that the other day. I saw this girl in the gym that was doing lunges with 50 pound dumbbells. And I was like, 
man, I haven't done heavy dumbbell like lunges in a long time. So I was like, I, I, I can't feel like a little girl. Like I got to, I got to go try it. I got to go do that. And I did it. And I was dying. I was, it was so difficult, but I'm like, Lord, you got to help me finish this set. Um, so like, we know how that feels. It's his strength. It's not us. And when we get to that mm-hmm. level, so that's a, a reminder that I have to constantly have. And again, like I said, praying around that, especially the training window, I think is really, really important um, because it just, you know, reminds us that this isn't about us, right? We're doing this to, to improve strength and all those things, all the physical benefits that come from being healthy and all that. Um, but it's, it's opening up the door for allowing the Lord to give us insight and wisdom of how this can be used to help other people and to lead other people to him. And even, you know, using the gym as a uh, a place to evangelize, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Cause I think it's just an awesome topic and something I'm seeing more of lately. Um, but that's, I mean, and lately I, I feel like I've been more, I've been more open in the gym. Some of you guys may relate to this. It's like when you're working out, you're kind of just like in this zone, unless you're working out with somebody else, but you're like, you're in your own space, you're focused, you're doing what you need to do. And I've been so closed off to, having communication with other people around me. And I felt the Lord saying, he's like, you've, you've put in all this work up to this point or whatever. We're going to switch gears a little bit. I want your mind to be open and aware of people around you because I may want you to speak into a man that's next to you. That's like having a terrible day or whatever. And I need you to be aware of it. So it's not so much the self-centered focus, like this is my time, which is fine. But like now my mind is becoming more open to what the Lord wants to do. So, um, yeah, so those are a couple specific things that I feel like the Lord's been doing, uh, in me and, you know, in my fitness lifestyle, because like we were talking about, it's what we do in the gym, uh, in our training and our discipline and our, our nutrition and all that, it carries over. Right. Like mm-hmm. if you're able to complete a, a tough workout like I did yesterday with legs and your, your mind is put to a place of like, wow, like I can do that. Like I physically got through that. Like what what else am I leaving on the table in my life? Like, yeah. Is mm-hmm. there more that I can be doing as a husband or in my business? Like I'm, I must be leaving something on the table, you know? So yeah. it's just it's a training ground for life, I think, as Hunter said, or like that's, you know, it, it kind of starts there. It's a tool that we get to use. But the, I truly believe the Lord wants to use that. So I'll let yeah. one of you guys take over on that one. Yeah, yeah I'm. Mitchell, you want to go? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Man, yeah, so it's it's man, it's kind of wild for me. So like it it kind of goes way back. So I don't I've posted about this, but like I almost lost this arm when I was 8 Oof. years old. Whoa. Um and so that kind of, you know, especially as a kid, that kind of changes the entire trajectory of your life, right? And so man, the the whole reason I even got into lifting was because of this. Was because man, I have less than 50% strength in this arm, less than 50% muscle mass in this arm. Like I was very close to having it amputated, you know? Um, and so for me, it kind of, it became, it was kind of this like medical necessity in my mind when I first started Mm. training. Right. But again, even just in that, it was like, the Lord was just like, Hey, I'm taking care of you. Like, look how far you've come. Like, look at what I'm able to do. Look at what you're able to by my grace, like get over and get through, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was kind of like this first phase for me, um, where I really saw that in a, in a different light, you know? Um, and you know, kind of the ne- the next part of that, when our first child was born, I mean, this was, he'll be six next, next month. 
or this month is September. Um, but Happy man, birthday. I, I started, yeah, dude, he's a big boy. It's weird. <laughs> um, and so I started dealing with like insane anxiety for the first time ever in my life. Like, you know, up until then it was kind of this like, cool, like I'm, you know, kind of filling out, I'm getting some strength back. Like, thank you, Lord, this is amazing. I get to do this. And then it kind of took on this whole new thing of like, of just, it's like the Lord would meet me in the gym, you know, in a way that was different than talking to a friend or being in a worship service. It, it, it was this thing of just like, I would, I would go in, I would, I would be, you know, I would have had like a panic attack, all this anxiety, you know, I dropped all this weight like that, you know, and I would go into the gym and I would be like, put on some worship music and I'd be like, man, I'm safe. You know, like, like I'm okay. Like, I, you know, and the Lord would just be speaking to me just over and over. And I would be like, there at halftime, I'd be like tearing up and like crying in the gym. Everybody's probably like, what's wrong with this dude? You know, what is, what yeah. is happening? Um, so man, it, it just really became one of those things, you know, of just like, and I, I just started seeing it more as this, this gift, you know, of like, this is just such a tangible example of the Lord's kindness to us, you know, and we see that all the time. And, and, and that's, you know, I talk to guys about that all the time. It's like, dude, you're surrounded by these gifts and God's kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and all it takes is just for us to notice, you know, because I think the natural where we're usually at in our mindset is just like, what's going wrong? Where am I stressed? Where am I frustrated? Where am I disappointed? But it's like, dude, just open your eyes. Like it's all right. Mm. So for me, it just became this very tangible thing of like, and again, just like I said earlier, like the Lord created those endorphins, you know? And so I would, I would leave being like, oh man, like I have some clarity. I have some peace. And like, now it's this thing, like I go in and I'm like, you know, I'll go in, I'll put my, probably my favorite band, you know, at least in the gym is this band called impending doom. And they're just like this Christian, like black man, which you, you know, dude. And so, you know, and you're just like, I just want to storm the gates of hell right now. Like we (laughs) like, we're going to win. Like we're going to bulldoze darkness. Like, you know, and you just, you have this thing. It just fills you with this, this zeal, you know? And it's just like the combination of all those things. And the Lord's just like, Hey, this is for you. Like, feel this, you know, like mm-hmm. this is a gift to you. This isn't, in, you know, just awesome. consequence. It's not random. It's not something that just happened. It's like, dude, this is for you. You love this. Like everybody on this call, like I made this with you guys in mind. I put this in your life for you guys, for mm-hmm. a purpose to have something that reminds you of how much I love you. I actually enjoy you. I want you to be full of peace, of hope, of, you know, whatever it is. And so for me, yeah. it just you know, and I know that's a little abstract, but it, it, it kind of just, it's like when you're in that space, yeah, it's like everything mm-hmm. just seems to click, you know, and it doesn't matter how your day went, whatever happened. Like I just noticed myself, it's like I leave and I'm like, I'm excited to go play with my kids right now. I'm excited to go <laughs> spend time with my wife. I'm excited to go cook some food, man. Like I have all this clarity. Like I want to tell my clients this thing. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. post about this thing. And so it's just, again, just going back, it's like, it's just this beautiful tool, this beautiful gift. And, and again, you know, I think as long as it's like kept in that frame and and through that lens, you know, I mean, I think it's incredible. Obviously there's ditches to every road, you know, they're just Mitch, you said like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I I do, I'm very like in the aesthetic bodybuilding, like that's what I love. Like that's what I've always enjoyed, you know? And so, yeah, it, it has that piece of it, but, um, but also, you know, it's just, I don't know, I guess if I was just to distill it, just a tangible, just representation of, of God's grace to us. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. Cool. It's good. Those pumps must yeah, be crazy. 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> said, those those pumps must be crazy. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> they get a little wild. Get a little wild. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I say you know, it, 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 God's been just walking me on this journey of integration for a long time. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm called to be is the liberator and the freedom <clears throat> and to help free people. And that's really the, 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 the paradox of that is to help them become more integrated with Christ. Um, so he's really been taking me on this whole integration journey uh, since this whole uh, since really about 2017 or so. And just really integrating my health into every other thing and into every, every other aspect of my life. Uh, because before it was so separate. And I think that's where a lot of our clients start at. They just think my fitness and health is one thing. My relationship and faith in God is another thing. And they just don't, they don't mix. Um, and I did the bodybuilding thing back in 2015. I did a competition and got, I, I don't know. I would say I hated it, but it was just like, I'm not doing this again, yo. This is not, <laughs> this culture, everybody's so conceited. Like I'm yep. good, bro. I'm good. So I did one competition and I tried to get ready for another one. And I was like, nah, man. So um, so I just kind of did the whole, I, I kind of lived it for a long time. And what really changed for me was when God sat me down in 2017, before he gave me this whole message, you know, one of the things <clears throat> he said, I want you to stop doing business for the rest of the month and cease all business operation for the rest of the month. And I'm in the gym because I had I left my full-time job. I had Orange Theory in the morning and I had my girlfriend. And then I was supposed to be working on my online health coaching business. Um, and he told me to stop doing that. And I'm in the gym one day. I'll never forget, I'm on the back row in LA Fitness. I'm on the back <laughs> row just going. And I heard God clear as day, I told you to stop going to the gym. I was like, God, but this is all I have left. I said, stop going to the gym. And I was like, ah, we were just having this kind of shouting match in my head back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, he had been nudging me on the shoulder for months to stop going. And I was like, this is, I'm a gym rat. Like, this is all I got, you know. And I left, uh, I walked out of the gym that day, not knowing if I'd ever walk and walk back into walk back into another gym. And at that point, I was I would label myself as a quote hard gainer, right? Um, I'm 155, 156 pounds, like with muscle, okay? And uh, <laughs> so you can imagine. So my whole thing is, if I stop going to the gym, I'm going to shrink. I'm going to lose all my muscle. I'm going to you know, lose weight, like. And I'm running from the skinny guy that I was as a kid. You know, the smallest one in the class, that was always me. And so I started lifting as a way to compensate for that, to kind of give myself some confidence. Um, And so God is striking me at the core of who I think I am by telling me to stop going to the gym. I stopped going to the gym. Um, I don't do any workouts for the whole month, which I had never done in my life. I got back on the scale. He said, okay, now go back at the end of the month. He said, okay, now go back, go back, get a, go back and get on the scale. I got back on the scale, guys. The needle hadn't moved and hadn't moved an inch, hadn't moved one pound. I looked in this, I looked in the mirror. I still had it all of the same definition. And he showed me in that moment, he says, your health comes from me, not from what you do. Mm. Oh, come on. And guys, he freed me at that point to go back into the gym. What I didn't realize was that I had become a victim to my own image. I had become mm-hmm. a victim to vanity. Yep. Right? Worshiping my body, my six pack, all this stuff or whatever and 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 doing it on a on a, such a deep subconscious way that I didn't even realize it. I didn't even know it. 
until God had to take me out, remove me from that environment to show me. And so when he released me to go back into the gym, because I, I said, I can't go into God until you release me into, to go again. So when he released me to start working out again, now it became about glorifying him. Now it became mm-hmm. about edifying God. Now it became about spending time with the Lord. Now it became about, you know, and some of my best visions, some of my best ideas, some of my best uh, ahas and revelations from the Lord have come from me, have come in when, when I'm working out. Like there have been decisions that have been made, ideas that, have, that I've had that have literally changed the trajectory of my life. And they've been happening while I'm doing a bench press on the, while I'm doing a bench press or dumbbell oh. bench press on the bench <laughs> or something like that. Or while I'm going yep. for a run, you know. Um, and so my honey, my 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 wife would tell you now, she's like, honey, you're stressed out. You need to go work out. <laughs> go, go to the gym, like go lift something heavy. Okay. And, 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 uh, and, and, and for me, it's become an element of soul care. Honestly, as I've gotten, you know, we're moving past the fitness piece. I'm really focusing on the soul, the soul aspect of it now. And <clears throat> I'm realizing now, cause I'm moving away from the bodybuilding more, more into sprint training now. And, and, and the speed training, that's what I'm doing now for the most part. And just this whole different side of training is showing me kind of a different relationship with God now. But it's also exposing me to other areas of my life where I've been weak because I've been lifting weights like this for so long, for like 15, almost 20 years at this point. OK, now he's showing me a different side of the training, a different side of a different side of him. And for me now, guys, it's really been about soul care. It's really been about mm-hmm. soul care. You know, that's where, where I'm at right now, because as, as I am taking care of the health of my soul, my emotions and wills and everything like that, like I'm literally seeing the benefits in not only in my training, but mainly in my relationship with my, with my children, with my wife, mm-hmm. how I show up as a, how I show up on the job, all those things. And the biggest benefit, guys, really has been managing lust in my life. You know, we're men, you know, and, and this stuff comes up. and. <clears throat> And I, and I find that when I'm not handling the stress of my soul, when I'm not taking care of my soul, my soul care, and I'm allowing the stresses of life to creep up on me, that's when temptation starts going through the roof. That's when yeah. lust starts coming through the roof. That's when I start opening myself up to all kinds of attacks, right, from a spiritual perspective. But when I slow down, I take care of my soul. I take care of my body. I'm getting the rest I need. I'm getting the sleep that I need. I'm getting the, the food that I need. When it's all integrated and I'm integrated with Christ, I find that I have a lot more power. I have a lot more protection and I don't have to deal with as many temptations. And that's really, really practical. That's a really, really practical thing that I'm finding. It's like, man, if I don't get my training time in, I can start seeing, okay, these temptations start creeping up in my life. If I don't get my nutrition in, my sleeping, I start seeing these temptations. If I don't take care of the health of my soul, my stress management, these temptations start creeping up in my life. Like it's all integrated. And uh, that's something I've been preaching for the mountaintops, man, because it's like, it, it all it all ties together. Amen, bro. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, no, okay. for, no yeah, okay, Andy, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, it's like it's pretty similar, almost spot on with Mitch. Just coming from a bodybuilding background, I think just as as men, you know, we're defining our bodies and getting ripped, and you know, our six packs coming out and everything, like. You start to, you know, the ego starts to come out a little bit. So for me, for me, at least it's, it's um, a lot about humility. And like you said, Mitch, um, the Lord, the Lord like has a funny way of, of showing us that because for me, 
like I, and I've, I've never been like a super like cocky dude uh actually i was i i used to struggle with like self-esteem and that's part of the reason why i think the lord led me into into bodybuilding to build myself up physically and and mentally and that's actually part of my part of my testimony but the the fact that you know us as men and especially as leaders as coaches we do have to maintain some level of of discipline and and leadership because you know we we have to lead by example we have to lead mm-hmm. our clients by example so it is mm-hmm. it is like um a a way of humbling but at the same time we do have to maintain our image in a sense not to where yeah. you know we're we're glorifying ourselves but just in a sense that we're the ones you know leading the way we're we're we know we know how to get you to where you want to be um but not in a sense yeah. of, of glorifying ourselves yeah mm-hmm. it's a great otherwise point. it's the blind leading but, the blind yeah exactly yep. exactly and like another thing for me too is i, I felt kind of convicted when mitch was saying like praying before your, your gym sessions because i'm like dang i don't I don't think I've I've ever prayed before my gym sessions. <laughs> so I'm like, dang, okay, that's I'm gonna start doing that. That's I'm pretty sure that's gonna take my, my workouts <laughs> to the next yeah. level. And and another bro, thing that I, that I did Yeah, no, I I bet, I bet. Um but another thing that I did start doing recently is um I start I so very specific times like the Lord will either cause me to forget my headphones or I'll remember and I'll just I'll leave them at home on purpose. Mm. And like those times are, I'm and I, and I pray for this on a daily basis is to bring somebody who I can pour into or maybe somebody who yeah. can pour into me. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like, I'm, I also have like this Christian apparel that I wear to the gym sometimes. And then like somebody will bring it up. Is oh, it whole hey, strength? Get that yeah. shirt? Uh-huh. Uh, no, not whole strength. I've heard of whole strength though. Um, and mm-hmm. somebody, somebody will ask me and then they'll just, you know, that'll just spark a conversation about God. And then we're, we're in, the, in the middle of the gym talking about God and, and it's, it's just God working, working. So it's, it's awesome. But yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty that's much right. for me, at least is just um, opening up myself. Cause I was also on the same boat as Mitch. Like I'd be my headphones on hoodie on in the zone. Like don't talk to me. But then I also got convicted about that <laughs> just this year, actually to not, cause then, you know, that, then it becomes just about me if I'm in there, like in the zone, focusing on my workout. And no, that is why I'm there. But at the same time, we're surrounded by all these souls and people who also are are lost and broken and need Christ. Mm-hmm. So we have to be be open and and willing and and able to to listen to when when we're called. Yeah, that's true. Amen. I wanna I wanna close off this section with a story. Um, so guys, I hate cardio. I absolutely despise, no, actually not Welcome anymore. To the club. I hate running. <laughs> uh, I hate running, running specifically, especially on a treadmill. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so bored. It's just step, 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 step. You're looking at like a TV in front. I find it so boring. Um, but that being said, one time I walked into the gym and it was absolutely packed. I think there was like a holiday the next day or something. And there was no machine available except for one treadmill. I'm like, okay, I drove all the way out here. I'm going to hop on this treadmill. Might as well like get a run in or something like that. And so I hopped on the treadmill and I start jogging. I start going a little bit faster. And I don't know, for the first time in my life, I still don't enjoy running. But for the first time in my life, I was like, this is actually really cool. 
the fact that I'm able to do this, like God has given me the ability to be able to run, not not walk, not walk up, but like to be able to run at this speed, and I'm able to go faster, and my and my lungs and my heart are able to bring oxygen to the muscles that need. Like this is amazing, and there was something about pushing my body past the limit that I normally push it that helped me realize, like, wow, God is the fact that He's given me the ability to do this. That's amazing. And approaching it from that attitude of this is so cool. Like, thank you, God, that you have given me these things, these gifts, these abilities. How can I, how can I serve you with them? Uh, like approaching it that way has, has changed something for me. So bringing gratefulness into that equation is kind of like how I try to bring Christ into my own fitness routine. Cause now I'm, I moved away from like the, the weightlifting side of things. I'm not in the gym as often. And it's more bike rides and calisthenics stuff. And so me, again, wow, the ability to use my body in this way, the ability that I can do a handstand or I can go on a 50 kilometer bike ride or whatever it is, something about that just brings me so much gratefulness. Because I know without God, I wouldn't be able to do those things. Dude, that's so Amen. cool. So cool. I'm I'm just awesome. inspired by all you guys, everything that we're saying. It's it's I feel like we can go all day on all this stuff mm-hmm. too. But there's a couple other questions that I wanted to get to. This next one we might we could probably do like a little rapid fire type of thing because it's it's somewhat specific as well. Um but the next one is is what way in what ways do you incorporate your faith into your programming? as a coach, specifically as a coach and what you do. Um, I know it's different for all of us. So I'm really curious to hear what you guys do as well. I'm sure all of us will get great ideas in the next couple minutes. <laughs> I think it'll be great. Um, but for, for me personally, when I started Kingdom Fit Academy, I, I mentioned this a little bit ago that uh, it's a 16 week program. So I, a little bit of my testimony, it's basically the Lord, what he took me through personally. Uh, this was back in like late 2020, early 2021. Um, he he completely like showed his love for me. I never understood the love of the Father before that point. I've been a you know a Christian, a believer my whole life, but understanding the true love of the Father and that I am a son and like my identity and all that, it was it was a weekend experience at a retreat that just completely wrecked me, like completely wrecked me. So from that point on, the Lord started to download new things into me, and I, he he had me write stuff down. And that list of all the things that he was taking me through in order became my programming. Now, I thought it was going to be like maybe a book at the time, which it will eventually. <laughs> um, but he he started to organize it of like, OK, what was the first thing that I needed to show you? I'm like, OK, well, my identity, like who I am as a son was a, the, one of the biggest things. It was the first thing that he had to really get in into my heart. Um, where my heart became a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone that had been for such a long time, you know. Um, and then he started to address uh, areas of struggle and sin. So like once my my identity is firm, now it's going to go into more of like, okay, I need healing from this. Like maybe I'm holding bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart towards somebody and it's hindering me from what God wants to do in my life and through my life. Um, so whatever those sin areas were, he starts to identify them. And of course, it was a very humbling season uh, of just pruning. And uh, it didn't feel very good. It was about three or four months of just like weeding through everything. Um, so he did the identity piece and then the um, like the sin piece or the unforgiveness. Um, usually the top three are like sexual sin, pride um, and uh, 
Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I guess those are the other two, the, the two main ones, I should say. So from there, he's like, okay, the work is the, the hard stuff. We kind of got out of the way. Now I can actually take you into what I have for you, which would be more of like um, equipping you for your purpose. So spiritual disciplines that we should all have as men of God, like starting to implement, um, you know, fasting. Uh, tithing, serving, like my whole life needs to be surrendered over to Jesus. And so now I start to incorporate these things into my life. And, you know, what does it look like to to pray effectively on a regular basis? What does it look like to uh, mm-hmm. to fight back in spiritual warfare? All this stuff I was never taught in the, in the church when I was young, I was, the Lord was starting to give me and I was learning from other people. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I felt like I'm a warrior that's being armored up right now for battle. So that's kind of more of the third phase. And then the last phase is where he starts to get specific about your your passions, your gifts, your talents, and your skills, specifically to you. And all four of those things are different based on scripture. So that's what I like to do in my program. The Lord did it with me. I got very, very clear on what he wanted me to do and what he's um, what he's given to me as gifts and skills and all of that. Uh, so that's exactly what I take my, my clients through. Now, all the men, we go through that same thing. I'm like, guys, I went through this already. The Lord gave this to me. So in this process and through all of that, I believe true freedom comes. They get healed. They understand who they are. They get equipped and then they get set loose. You know, I kind of picture myself as like this, the Lord gave me this vision of a lion in a cage. And he's like, he's like, up to this point, you've been looking out that cage, pacing back and forth, like ready to conquer, ready to do something. And I'm like, you know, internally, I'm like, Lord, let me out of this cage. I'm ready to, I'm ready to take on everything for you. It's like, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And he's, he told me one day, he's like, if I open up that door and I let you out right now, you won't conquer anything. You'll cause chaos. Because I was so, because I was so amped up and ready to go, he's like, you will, will, you will do more harm than good because of the ambition that I've given you. That's, I've given you that for a reason. But when I call you out of that cage, I don't want you to be pacing back and forth, ready to go. You're going to be laying down in the back of that cage. As soon as that door opens, you stand up in victory and authority, knowing exactly who you are. And you walk out of that cage with boldness for me, ready to kneel before the king and await instruction like a whole different picture of like, you're still a lion. Like I, he's like the one I've still called you to be a lion, but there's some things we need to do first and you need to understand who you are. So, and I try to condense all that as much as possible, but that's kind of the flow that I use for my clients. And it's been amazing uh, just to see their, their progress. And we write out a mission statement, a specific mission statement for their life. I have a whole structure on how I do that. If any of you guys want to want that, that blueprint that I use, to incorporate into your stuff, I'll absolutely send it over to you because it's a game changer. So uh, that's what I do with my guys. So it's it's been it's been great. So I'm curious to hear what you guys do. Yeah, I, I think Hunter, for me, you, you know, next, man? oh yeah, sorry, I got to hop off in a minute, but yeah, uh, man, I think for me, you know, it's there. One of the big things that I I try to really clarify is like for my guys, like, hey, this is not church. You know, this is not replacing like your local body. Mm -hmm. Right. And I want you to be like in the church. I mean, again, a lot of these guys are pastors. They're they're very involved. A lot of these guys are, (laughs) I would say, pretty much everybody in the program. Hopefully they're very involved. We'll see, you know, we'll see. Um, Or we'll have a conversation about that. But um, (laughs) but yeah, no. So that's, uh, you know, that's the big thing. But I think, you know, there are a lot of guys where it's just like, dude, I got nobody. 
you know, I'm in a good church, but like, I got nobody, like there's nobody mm-hmm. discipling me. There's nobody that's where I want to be in five or 10 years. You know, there's, and so, and I think you guys probably have guys like that in your, that work with you that are exactly in that spot, you know? And so there's little things that we do. Like I, I have an app that has like a daily, you know, habits kind of tracker. And, and one of those is do spend time in the word, spend time prayer in prayer. Like give me something you're grateful for. Um, and so it is just like those little things, but it's also like, Hey, you know, it, it, again, it's just like in this habit stack of like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Um, but then also, you know, the community side of what I do, you know, that's, I'm, I'm constantly just like, Hey, this is my prayer for you guys. Hey, do you guys have prayer? Like one of the things, one of my, my newer guys, he's like, Hey, I'm on a prayer walk. Like, what do y'all have? You know, I'm like, dude, let's all do that. Let's all do yeah. a prayer walk, a prayer walk every day. Let's get a list. Like, let's bring these things, you know, let's pray these things for our brothers you know, and so there, man, and it's, it's been really great because I've kind of just opened a lot of this up. Like, Hey dude, if you have like something, the Lord is telling you, if you have something like some scripture, like dude, share that, like, just yeah. let's get into this, yeah. this habit where, you know, and it's this thing of like, man, I just want us to be so in this, in this flow of just like getting wisdom from scripture, like being in the spirit, like praying. And this is just like what we do 24 seven, you know, that is like praying without ceasing. That is, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, when Paul says like, you know, whatever's true, whatever is lovely, whatever is beautiful, like all these things, it's just, it's just getting into this thing. A lot of this has a lot to do. This is what I would, you know, coach mindset through, you know, I mean, I know it's like a big, a big, like, you know, buzzword. And a lot of people are like, Oh, that's like new age. That's whatever. I'm like, dude, scripture tells us how to do this, you know? And so a lot of that is just like, man, it's just this constant, like we have to be reminded and I'm going to help you do that. But we have to remind of who we are, who we've, what scripture says about us you know, and, and again, that identity is the foundation of everything because, you know, and it's funny because a lot of guys come in and they're like, man, my problem is I don't have motivation, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, dude, that's like way over there. Like there's a (laughs) lot of things we got to like, kind of come back to before that, but really it's just kind of helping everybody, you know, and helping myself build that foundation. Like when you wake up in the morning, it's like, this is my identity in Christ. Everything has to flow out of that. And if it doesn't, this day is going to be a wreck you know? And so, um, yeah, really practically it's that, but you know, again, like there are certain guys where it's just like, dude, like, Hey, I, I really want to take you under my wing. Like, let's, let's talk a lot offline. Like let's talk on Marco Polo. Like let's talk, let's go read these books. Like go, I'm, I'm praying this over you, you know? And so, um, really, man, I, I think that's the big thing for all of us is just, um, to be able to get out of the, the, the business coach, you know, kind of headspace and be like, dude, at the end of the day, like we have to be pastoral, you know, like that has to be built into us. And these guys Mm -hmm. are going to come in with, I mean, you know, they're coming in with crazy things. They have crazy weeks. They have things that completely derail them. And so for them to feel like, Hey, I have another guy or I have another group of guys that are like lifting me up before the Lord, willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that I see this through. Um, that's the church, you know, and I, I talk about that all the time of like, there's yeah. this, this narrative out there that's just, nobody's coming to save you, you know? And I'm like, I yeah. hate that. I hate that so much. It's, it's kind of cool. I get what you're trying to say, but it's like, dude, that cannot be the way of the church and of the, and of believers that yeah. cannot be mm-hmm. like, we are called to bear one another's burdens. And so I think the more that we can build these kind of circles where that's what we do, all of this just begins to, to integrate. You know, because again, it's just like, well, hey, we're going to work on these things on all fronts. And as we do that, we are more able, we are more equipped, we are 
more in prayer, more, more wise in the scriptures, like more serving in the church, like all these things. And then it just do it again. It's yeah. like, like when people say flow state, I'm like, that's what that is, bro. Like you're just walking in that you're taking care of people. You're adding value to people. And that's what makes what we do so much more transformational than anything that's in the manosphere that mm -hmm. anything that's out there that, you know, whoever it is, they're doing great work. God bless them. But man, like we have the opportunity to change lives. And so just encourage you guys before I get off, that's what you guys are doing. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Seriously. Um, Appreciate I love you guys. You guys are brothers. Um, and so Amen, man, bro, like, it, it's just amazing that, that man, this is what the church is. This is what the spirit does This is what the blood of Jesus does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're all brothers. We're not strangers. It's true. And so yep. man, like that's what we get to, to live and walk in, collaborate together and dude, you know, in the end we win. So. Amen, bro. Yeah, Amen. Amen. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this right now real quick. If yeah, if any of you guys need to jump off, we're already over the hour mark, but we'll continue just a couple more minutes. Um, but yeah, Hunter, if you got to bail out, man, no, no big deal. Um, Let me check I already on have this. ideas. I already have ideas for the next one. So we'll, uh, we'll be getting together again yeah. soon. So, but, but any of you guys want to uh, take over from that? Yeah. So I think you probably had some stuff, right? Yeah, I got some real quick, man. You know, one of the, one of my gifts is ideas. I mean, I have so God, I get bombarded. So I got so many frameworks. It's not even funny, <laughs> but the original <laughs> one that God gave me in 2017 uh, the original one he gave me was the seven M's, which I've now condensed to the six M's. And so that's when he sat me down that month. Um, he revealed to me what I call the total health framework. And it became the kingdom health framework uh, later on. And it starts with maker, uh, maker, mission, mindset, what I call now mechanics. It used to be meals and movement, but I call it mechanics now. Mastery. All right. And then multiplication. And we walk our clients through that framework over because it's an ongoing membership but we used to do we used to do like a 12 week uh, uh well it used to be a it was a six month and it was a 12 week program and i walked them through that framework but basically the maker piece is understanding that your health begins with worship it begins with giving god adoration and it begins with a posture of realizing that you are a created being in the image of a creator. And so it starts with your relationship with God. So we start with maker and reorienting them with their relationship with God first, uh, reorienting, reorienting uh, and getting rid of the idols in your heart or exposing the idols in our hearts. Uh, because a lot of times unforgiveness or idolatry or some other type of sin is a root cause to some type of physical malady that they're, that they're facing. Like I deal with a lot of women. So it's like, okay, you're stress eating, you're, you're, you know, you're stress eating. Well, don't just look at, let's not just look at the behavior, but let's look at their relationship with God. Oh, there's something, oh, there's a, 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 your view of God is off. You view God as, as, as cruel or unkind. You don't really see him as your father. You don't really see him as a provider. So, okay, now you're trying to provide for yourself through this food over here. All right. So now we got to fix our relationship with your maker over here. So it goes in from maker. Then the next, the next tier below that is mission. What are you here for? What's your assignment? Like, what are you called for? Because I believe everything from there flows under everything in there comes under sub. Everything else comes under submission, sub meaning below, meaning everything else in your life should serve your mission. Everything else in your life should be submitted to your mission, which comes from your maker. So now help them really expose and understand, OK, what is the promises of God that he has for your health? 
Like what a promise, specific promise that he's given you that is going to be the mission that's going to guide and, and orient everything else that you're doing in, your, in, your, in regards to health and in your life. Like what is your mission in life? So now we help them understand that. Okay, now we goes into the mechanics. Okay, now how should you think? And so now, now it goes into your mindset. How should you think now? Colossians 3 verse 2 says, set your mind on, on, on things above. So set your mind, mindset, set your mind on things above. So now we have to understand and, and break apart, okay, what are your limiting beliefs? What are your limiting habits when, it's, when it comes specifically around your health? Like you've been thinking this about your body. You've been thinking this about certain foods. You've been thinking this about whatever, about your own limitations. We help them overcome the lim- exposed limiting beliefs. And I have a cross method. I have different things like that that helps them do that. So that's in the mindset piece, um, exposing, healing those emotions healing from past traumas and stuff like that, right? Because that trauma traps emotions and those those trapped emotions trap us in behavior patterns. So now we're exposing and, and releasing some of the trauma from a mindset perspective, getting their minds on the promise and the mission from God and in relationship with their maker. Now we move into the mechanics and you see I'm going spirit, soul, body. It's it's in order because, because out of Romans, it says the mind that is governed by the spirit is life and peace. But the mind that is governed by the flesh is death. So our mind is a tool. You are not your mind. Your mind is a tool. It's a tool just like your arm is a tool, just like your feet are a tool. Like your mind is a tool. And it's supposed to be governed by the spirit, not by the flesh. Your mind is always going to be submitted and governed and be is going to be submitted and being governed by something. So now I have my mission. My mission, sir, my mission is over my mind. Um, and then we go into the mechanics now, eating, moving, sleeping, stress management, and community. What are my mechanics? What are the physical things I'm doing on a daily basis to govern my health? Those are the mechanics. And then I move into mastery. Mastery is an approach, again, out of Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Subdue, part of one of the, one of the words out of subdue and demean is to have mastery. So we're supposed to approach everything in mastery. And then multiplication, mm. right? Multiplication. Now your health isn't just for you. Genesis 1:28 says, "Be fruitful and multiply." Jesus in Matthew chapter 28 says, "Go and to disciple all the nations." It's the same commandment. It's the same commandment, guys. Multiply, 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 multiply. So now it's like, okay, now how can you multiply this gift of health and serve other people? How can you spread this gift? How can you, Amen. you know, multiply in your mission, multiplying what you're doing? So, um, getting them out of the mindset of it's just for me. But no, it's, I'm here to serve other people. That's also a game changer and kind of encapsulating that whole health journey for people. So we walk people through those six M's. And that's good. Amen. I was going to be quick, quick okay. to the point. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't want to be that guy. But listen, guys, my wife has created a meal for us and she's going to destroy me if I, if I don't eat it with her. Um, <laughs> but I am... So thankful to have each and every one of you on here. And this this was a huge success. And we're going to do this again, 100% very soon. Mitch has some yeah. more questions prepared for us. Um, mm-hmm. But hey, all of you, you're doing amazing work. Like Hunter said, I'm proud of each of you. And the fact that you're here, you're you're putting up with with all the discouragement or whatever it is, you're here, you're doing this. Thank God and and. God bless you through this because it's not easy, but you're here mm-hmm. and you're doing it and I'm proud of you <laughs> and let's keep, let's keep living as to what he's called us to do. Amen. Amen, guys. Amen. 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 Well, All right. Cool, yeah, guys. So we'll, well, uh, 
Hey, Mitch, right. share well, that. We appreciate you. Again. I will. I'll share with you guys. Yeah, please. All right, fellas. All right. Love you guys. All right. All right. Catch you later.